0: Fire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo
1: quick pass. is going on everybody welcome to striking gold your 49ers podcast on the blue wire network this week's episode is sponsored by indeed and bet online my name is rob louder i cover the 49ers for the blue wire network and joining me tonight same man it's every other night for the last 100 times eric crocker what's up bro
2: we made it man
1: we're here man we're here have we I ever told anybody
2: how, how we started this podcast? We actually got the question. All right. So I guess we can answer it now. Someone asked, how did we uh, get on this podcast together?
1: That's it's a good question. Well, I want you I mean, you're the reason that it happens. So I think you should be the one that tells the story.
2: All right. So since we have this um, sexual attention or whatever. <laughs> <that's in> that. <laughs> so, that was a great question, bro. Um, I slid in Rob's DMs there and I said, hey, man. Will you do this podcast with me? Basically, that was how it was. And I called him on the phone. Rob, like myself, I think I have a stupid sounding voice. Rob <laughs> doesn't care as much for his voice, you know, live or whatever, you know, people listening to it. So that was his one thing where he's like, man, I kind of kind of sound like Kermit the Frog. And uh, I don't know if I want to do it. I was like, dude, I, my voice sounds stupid, too. So we'll just sound stupid together and we'll put out some good 49er content and people will like it. And so far, man, it's. It's been doing very well.
1: Well, and I remember too, like when you very first called me, you kind of said like, "Hey, well, I mean, you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to host this." And oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had never, I had yeah. never hosted anything in my life. I, like I said, I hated my voice. I'd never ho- hosted anything in my life. I'd never done anything with the podcast other than uh, jump on it with the old 49ers Hub boys. So I was like, "What am I about to do?" And uh, you know, we did our first episode while I was in. Santa Clara for training camp and it was like it was just like I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea how it was going to go but I knew that at least Crocker was with me and I basically told him I was like I'm not going to do this unless you're doing it with me that way you know if we fail we'll fail together and um and you know yeah because the way later, it was
2: like originally pitched it was like uh I might do an episode you can do an episode we might do some together right
1: right but right. yep
2: we've done everyone together and, and, and not just everyone, you know, for the last year we started off doing just one a week. Now we do multiple a week and we still, you know, continue to do all of them together. So it's been, it's been, it's been really cool.
1: Yeah. Cause when we signed up to do these multiple podcasts a week stuff, I didn't think you were going to be down for it because it's like podcast overdrive. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I didn't want to volunteer you for it. And, uh, and then here you are, you, uh, you were like totally down and now we're just, busting out for a week like it's nothing. Um, but if you are listening to this podcast right now, I don't even know if I said it, but if you are listening to this podcast right now, we are broadcasting it live on Twitter through StreamYard. So if you hear some like if it just seems a little weird, that's because we're all like we've got people in the chat and and we've got, you know, looking at ourselves, which is a new experience. At least for me, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I've done the video game streaming stuff, so it's not that new, but it's it's just new for the podcast. So all right. Um, but yeah, this day, I mean, I figured today it was striking gold, 100, uh, Crocker and is 100th episode together. I, it just felt like, you know, involving you guys doing a mailbag that was just random. And yeah, we got a lot of random questions. So, uh, it's, sound- uh, it should be legit. So, um, I mean, let's just get to it. Right. What let's else do we, I mean, well, okay. Radio news. Yeah. I mean, they saw, they, they, they got tack McKinley, yep. which is, I mean, that's significant. It's. You know, he hasn't done much this year. He's only played in four games. I don't even know what he hurt or what his injury was. He's been – I think
2: he's been more, like, disgruntled than anything.
1: Like, just not wanting to – He's been wanting out. He's been wanting out. Has he been inactive? Like, have they made him inactive in games?
2: I haven't looked into it that far.
1: Uh, You know what I mean? I haven't either. But I know as far as an impact player, he's a pretty good pass rusher. He's a former first-round pick. He's kind of like – when I was watching him, he's like a slower version of D Ford, you know, like he's not nearly as fast. He's not super, super powerful. Okay. Uh, Just wait. says he hurt his groin. So that would make sense. Um, he's not super powerful. He's not super fast. He's kind of like somewhere in between. And uh, I mean, I think that he'll be, I mean, would you say that, I mean, obviously carry Hyder's having a hell of a year, but would you say that he's now the best pass rusher on the team? That's healthy. Possibly.
2: Asian. Now, again, it's not saying much considering, you know, the injuries the 49ers are dealing with right now, but I could see him coming in and being possibly better in theory. In theory, he is better than higher, right? I mean, you know, right. he was a top 20 draft pick, um, he was a junior college transfer, actually, Um, junior college. He's a native of the Bay Area. So with him going to the 49ers, he's actually coming back home. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, in theory, yeah, he's the best pass rusher, but he actually has to get on the field and be more productive than what we've gotten out of Hyder so far.
1: Right. And keep his head because obviously he was not happy at all uh, with how things were at the Falcons. And he's in the last year of his contract. I think he becomes a free agent next year. So, you know, I I don't know exactly how this is going to unfold as far as his future with the 49ers and what he sees as his own future there or what he's going to go after this. I know, though, it was it was no sweat off the 49ers back. Tack McKinley's not do a lot of money. They should only have to kind of pay for what he's left for this season. And, you know, they get a pass rusher to help kind of seal up a weakness. Uh, It might it it might allow Eric Armstead to move inside. I don't know how they're going to implement him yet. I don't even know. How much he's going to play? I don't know how much he's going to be on the field. It's a little too early to just say. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it would al- it would allow Eric Armstead to move inside. But then you're messing with what Kinlaw's been doing. You're messing with what DJ Jones has been doing, and even Kevin Givens has been playing really well. You know, I don't I don't know how much they're going to be willing to shake things up for Tack McKinley, but. um well, he and he said, can we talk about where the hell Eric Armstead went this year? I don't know that he's been gone. I mean, he just, he's not putting up huge, like, sexy numbers, as they would say. But, I mean, he's still doing his job. Remember, most of the plays that get focused on, at least what I've seen, when it comes to Armstead is the bad ones. Like, he might not have sacks, but there's still a, a ton of good plays where no one's really all that eager to give him his credit.
2: Yeah, there was one play yeah. that <clears throat> showed kind of a, I guess, a poor effort. Where he kind of wasn't really sprinting out to get to the uh to tackle um uh Kamara uh, in the uh, open field, so then he kind yeah. of got out there late, then he missed the tackle, then he kind of jogged over, then like fell on him. It, it did look a little weird, but <laughs> I'll say this um, if you guys remember kind of what the Seattle Seahawks pass rush was and how. You know, during their, you know, the Legion of Boom and the pass rush was cooking with Bennett and those guys and uh, Averill. And it seemed like everybody that went to that team, for whatever reason, because of some of the guys that were around there and how they had this, uh, they had like this culture of how they were going to rush the passer. And they were just getting after it every single play. It's a lot. I want to say it's easier when you have everybody getting after the quarterback. And it just kind of makes you hungrier. It makes you more aggressive. Right now, it seems like Armstead is kind of the lone man out there, and right. it's probably all his friends a, are gone. Yeah, all his friends are <laughs> gone, and it's probably a little harder to keep that motor on the thousand. Now, I'm not making excuses for him. Like, if that's the reason, that's not a good enough, you know, excuse to not be productive. But it seems like that's something that he's kind of going through, where he's dealing with not having Buckner next to him, not having Ford on the outside of him, not having Bosa, and it's like, damn, it's just all on me. And we've mentioned on the pod before, we don't think that he's quite that guy, right? We don't think he's, a, oh, everything's on me, and I'm just going to be the most productive guy. I think he's better suited being the second, third guy, right? and and he's right. really good in that role. Because we, we have agreed, Armstead would start on any team in the NFL.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. we just
2: probably don't want him to have to be like the guy, and I think right. right now he's having to be the guy, and it's taken away a little bit from kind of what what he is in theory.
1: Right. Yeah, he's the most established player on the defensive line, and so you know if a defense, if an offensive line wants to focus on somebody, it's gonna be him. So, but obviously, right now Eric armstrong has got his own problems. He's currently on the COVID nineteen. Uh list he's not playing He just dragged in javon kinlaw With him so both of those guys Are i mean it's the bye week they should Be both they should both be cleared By the time the next game rolls around But obviously in terms of in In addition to what they've been doing on the field They've also got their own COVID 19 Problems so hopefully they're both healthy Hopefully it's okay remember just being on that list Means you either tested positive or you Were a close contact so we'll see Uh until we find out more on that Um but yeah, let's 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 get into this mailbag because we got plenty of questions. They're good questions. We're just gonna roll through this thing, and uh, and we're gonna start it off. And we will try maybe like in between questions, we'll get to the questions in the chat and stuff like that. We don't want to ignore you guys, um, but at the same time, you know, this is the mailbag episode. We put out our tweets, and we have a we have a duty to the questions. So, um, burn units coming up number one. I think. I mean, he was he's been in here. He was in here to start. I don't know if he's still in here. Um, are you ready to change your striking gold intro when Jimmy G-, Jimmy G gets replaced next year? I'm not buying the he's expected to be the starter next year. Kyle said. Kyle didn't say will be. Uh, I don't know. Crocker, should we read into that? What did you think of Kyle Shanahan saying? It
2: sounded a lot like coach speak, right? like right. He, you, you know, it was, and I've seen other people kind of respond with it on Twitter. But it's like, what is he supposed to say? Is he supposed to
1: be on there and say, we are done with this guy
2: and he will not be back? He can't say that. But so I think he said all the right things. We expect him to be back. Um, He never said he will be back. He just said, hey, I expect him to be back. I expect him to be the starter next year. We win more with him than we do without him. All of those things, you know, because what if Jimmy has to? What if Jimmy comes back this year from his injury, you know, week 16, 17, 49ers? Playing for, hypothetically speaking, for a, a playoff spot. And, you know, you have to th- go to him. And you don't want him going in the game knowing, like,
1: well. Yeah, I'm not even, why the he hell am I? I already said,
2: I'm not going right, to be here. I
1: don't know this place anything. What the hell am I doing out here? Yeah,
2: so, yeah, nah, man. Um, and I'm not saying that he won't be here next year. Maybe he will. Uh, but I, I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into what Kyle was saying. Right. I Especially think that's what we all would say cap. in that same position.
1: Right. Especially when you take a look at that salary cap and you're like, damn, like I get it, he's a quarterback, he's pretty good, but we are paying this guy a lot of money. So there's going to be a lot there's going to be a lot of a pressure on the 49ers. I think to kind of go that way, two part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if they'll be able to commit to it though. I it really just depends on where they're picking and kind of how they feel about their odds of getting somebody that's going to be able to step in cuz you don't really want to volunteer for quarterback purgatory you know right. it, it's just it's horrible even if it it means saving yourself money you know they want to have an answer there if he's if Jimmy Garoppolo is considered a problem they want to have an answer to it so before they just up and leave so uh, but yeah we we would definitely change the intro <laughs> um that wouldn't make much sense um, do you think Tack McKinley's failed physical could be a result of him playing hardball with the Bengals, not wanting to play for them? I mean, that's an interesting theory. I, I don't it's, know. It's
2: interesting, but I, I would say no. And, and the reason why is because it, it would be a one-year kind of deal, right?
1: It would be just the rest of the year. What does that It'd be, mean? Yeah, the so, case?
2: you know, if, if you were bringing him in and it's just for the rest of the year, I think for him – it really doesn't matter what type of team he goes to or an organization. His biggest thing is just putting good film out there. So when he hits free agency, he can make the most money as possible. So, yeah, I, I don't think it has to do with, with so much the Bengals, unless he just was just set on, I don't want to go to any other team. I was, I just want to go home. I'm from Oakland. I want to be back in right. that area. So, that you right. know, but I, I would assume that's not the case.
1: Well, and, and what, another level where it makes sense for the 49ers is even if Tack McKinley signs like a one year deal with somebody else, it'll all go into their compensatory pick formula. You know, so the 49ers are getting to claim a guy that's only going to be on their team for half a year. And, uh, you know, I don't know how it all plays into the, into the, how it all comes out. Um, but, you know, that's, we've seen Bill Belichick do that a million times. He did it with, um, who's the, the Rams? Uh, Trent. 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 Trent Green. Is it Brent? The, the the Raiders offensive lineman that used to be on the 49ers. Oh, Trent Brown. Trent Brown. That's what I wanted to say, but I feel like I was missing it. Um, that's what the Patriots did with him because he signed this huge tackle contract. They traded for him. I think they only had him for like a year and then he went and signed this huge contract. And they got a a nice comp pick for him. It won't be, obviously won't be the same with Tack McKinley, but uh, you know, that's, that's just something else. So, um, last one from uh, from aAron here did you see 20 do you see 2021 possibly being similar to 2019 a talented team that was a few players away from being elite pulling everything together for another run um to me that solely depends on what happens at quarterback uh, it, it, I mean obviously everybody else has to get healthy a guy like Nick bosa all that stuff yeah I mean there's some other pieces there though they're losing so much they're losing you know they they're scheduled to lose sherman. Um, I don't think D Ford's going to still all be on the team. They traded away Quan Alexander. Buckner's not there anymore. Um, see what happens with K One Williams. Tarts going to be gone. There's a lot more factors of like instability playing into their roster now than it there was in 2018, right? You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot more turnover. So. I mean, shoot, if they sign a, a hot rookie quarterback and he comes out of the gate, then I could see it being like that. But they're still gonna have so many other little issues they've got to address yeah. well, all over. Well, you the place.
2: have the core guys, at least especially on offense, right? Um, they have the they'll have a core group on offense that should lead to some success on that side of the ball, you know, whether it's Garoppolo at quarterback or some rookie. Like we said in the past, a rookie can step in and you know, he's in the huddle and he's looking and there's George Kittle and Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayu, Raheem Mostert. You know, uh, you know, you should have, like, a plethora of weapons. So, I, I, offensively, I think, regardless of how it goes, they should be fine. It's on the defensive side where they're taking hits from guys that have been key parts in this, even if their names aren't big. But, you know, like Kwon Williams, we've been saying he's, like, one of the most underrated players in the league. And, you know, he's one of the top slots in the NFL. And, you know, not having him or even, you know, uh, a tart, if, if tart doesn't come back, now I know, you know, we said different things about Tart or whatever, but at the at the very least, I mean when he's on the field, he's he's a very solid football player, right? I right, right. have my issues with him not being able to take the ball away, but he's he's good on the field. Like he does his job for the most part except for taking the ball away. So, you know, you start missing <laughs> guys like that, you know, it it, it does hurt a little bit. And then you have other guys coming back from injury whether it's Ronald Blair, if he comes back on the cheap contract, you have, uh, you know, Nick Bosa coming off of a torn ACL, um, you know, so yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of uncertainty, but I think really more so on the defense side of the ball.
1: Right, right, yeah, I agree with that. That's it, it. I'm not gonna. The team will, no matter what happens. Let's say they lose the vast majority of their free agents. I think the team is still talented enough to make the kind of run you're talking about. It's just, it's just very different than what we saw last. I won't year say
2: or, like. Oh, yeah, they can make a Super Bowl run. But you, you say you know, they're going to be they, – they can be good. They can be like a playoff team.
1: Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, NDE, The Rock. Um, if uh, no quarterback is drafted in the first round, would you rather see the 49ers grab the top cornerback or top edge rusher? What do you think, Crock?
2: I mean, I always lean towards edge rusher. And, I mean, obviously I want to go corner, like, you know, with my background. But when you have good pass rushers, it makes everything – easier now I don't know what edge rusher is out there that's like really good I think there's somebody on Michigan that's supposed to be really good but I haven't really looked into the edge rushers like that but um, in theory if if you were to say you have an even grade on the top corner and the top edge rusher give me the edge rusher because they make the cornerbacks lives easier and I think right. at the very least I can go into the season if you re-sign these guys but Mosley and Verrett so give me the top edge rusher you see how big of a di- it. Uh, big of an issue has been for the 49ers this year.
1: Yep. No, I agree. Especially if you look at it like, okay, we're going to move on from D Ford and you can replace him with, uh, you know, a, a solid edge rusher that's on a rookie contract. Like, you know, let's go. You know, that's, yeah. that's how you, that's how you win games right there. You make moves like that. It's just a matter of the draft board kind of aligning, you know, they could always trade up for whoever they want too. So it's not like if, I mean, they're going to be within trade up wherever they want to
2: Talk about, I mean, you would think that that's like kind of common sense that they can trade up for a guy. But every time I say anything about a player or a quarterback or whatever, it's like, there's no way he's there at 12. Just give it up. And it's like, you can't trade up. Like, right. Like, right. <laughs> like, you don't have to just stay at 12 because that's where it says you're picking. Like, right. you can move up. <laughs> you just have to give up a few draft picks. Like, all right.
1: Well and in the, in the inverse too is is a lot of people act like and this is not like in contradictory to what you're saying a lot of people act like trading up is like automatic right. like oh well if we if we offer this this and this and we choose this team and hit trade it happens like you know there's a well, lot it of work happens that goes like that
2: on it happens like that on the the draft network uh the draft machine
1: right it, i mean because a, that's you know, Okay. No, it's that's not really. <laughs> no, but, it,
2: you it, know, 49ers it, tried to trade up for Ruben Foster. Remember, um they ended up picking Foster at 31.
1: Yeah, way in the back. They
2: were they were calling teams in the teens trying to right. trade up. So you're right. right. It, it's not a guarantee that you are able to move up, especially if a team is just, you know, staying pat on like, oh, we just really like this guy, but um that that's just always a possibility.
1: Right. Yeah. No, it's... Everybody has it, a
2: price. Look at DeForest yep. buddy. He had a price too, so...
1: Right. It's just... It, it's it's not... It's not... What's the best way to say it? It's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's also not impossible. If you want to do it, all you got to do is offer somebody enough, and as long as they don't have somebody sitting there that they're, like, totally in love with, then they'll be like, hell yeah. So, okay. you know, it's it's just how it all plays out. All right. Anthony Rios. Do you guys want to come visit one of the largest, most advanced legal marijuana grows in Washington? Maybe you can report in the oh, pot in the grow. Uh, sure, man. Let's go. I mean, I don't smoke, but I, mean, I don't I'll smoke go either. There. <laughs> I'll, I'll go there because I like Washington and it's beautiful and it rains a lot and I love the rain. All right, Alfonso Valdez, congrats on 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more little beer mug cheers. Um, two questions. If the Niners haven't won a single game and Jimmy is clear to come back against the Cowboys, should they even play him the rest of the year?
2: He said if the Niners have not won any game. If they he, haven't
1: won a, a game between now and the Cowboys and Jimmy Garoppolo's cleared to play, should he play?
2: I think you have to. I think that's almost like uh like this is this is it. Like for you, you know, like this is your uh, this is your shot, for you know. You. Like are, are we gonna audition. keep you or you know, and if he comes off and he kind of just looks like what we've seen, where there are moments of Oh, okay. Like, that looks good. But then it's like, oh, damn. Like, what is that? And, you know, Kyle still can't do maybe some of the things he wants to do, all the dinking and dunking and can't throw the ball downfield. Then at least you know if he's your guy or not. So I I would say, yeah, because you you have to know is he going to, you have to find out if he's going to be the guy moving forward.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You let him play and you don't want to. You know, there's so many guys on this on on this team that are there. I mean, everybody that's out there is still going to be playing their ass off. You don't want to give the impression that you're deliberately keeping a guy from playing just so you're trying to lose for draft picks like that. As much <laughs> nah, as people that. on Twitter like to talk about that shit, it is not a thing. Like, it, like you can nobody. I mean, maybe it is a thing in like rare, rare, rare occasions. No, it like, is a
2: thing. NBA. <laughs> I point to my <laughs> TV because I'm a draft on, but. In the NFL, like dude, these dudes aren't tanking.
1: No, like this and, is we're
2: with, with, with tanking. Like people's jobs are on the line. So yep. if you're a coach, you're not you're not tanking because you you can be out of there, right? Like right now, you look at um, uh, the uh, Anthony Lynn for the San Diego Chargers or Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me. He's not trying to lose. Like, dude, I need to try to win as many games as possible, or I might get my ass out of here. And we've seen that with the 49ers, where, you know, with Tom Sula, won five games, nope, get your ass out of here. Chip Kelly next year, won two games, get your ass out of here. So <laughs>
1: you
2: know, there's no guarantee that if you, you know, even with Kyle Shanahan, as good as we, you know, I think he's a great coach. But what if, what if, uh, you know, Jay York doesn't like the way that it looks? And the, the way that things are perceived. And he's just like, you know what? I don't like this shit. Kyle, you gotta go. I now doubt that happened, but yeah, no team, nobody's trying to change uh and, and then I didn't even mention the players on the field. Like the, the the players. And what kind of what does that do to the culture of what you're trying to build? Like 49ers is trying to turn over that leaf of 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 not, of not being like a trash organization. What they've kind of been for a majority of, you know, between 2000 and 2020, we've had a few good years here and there, but especially, you know, four, four good years in the last 10, but that's not, that's not good. You want to build a positive environment culture. So I I couldn't see them really just trying to tank. I I think Jimmy would play.
1: Right. And it reminds me of that scene from Moneyball where Billy Bean comes down into the, the dugout and rips off the roster and is like talking to the coach and he's like, look, I want this guy on the bench. I want this guy on first base. And I want anybody but this guy first out of the pen. And he and the the coach is like, well, I disagree. And more importantly, I'm going to put this roster together in a way that I can explain in job interviews next year. Because he was on the last year of his contract. And he was like, look, I'm going to make decisions that I feel like I'm going to be able to explain to other teams when they want to hire me. So these these coaches can't just lose games because they're like croc said they get fired and then they can't they can't explain what the hell they were doing when right. somebody else wants to give them a job and and you know they're like hey man like i was told to lose and I'm like <laughs> you can't say that can't, right. like that will not fly anywhere so that's just the tanking thing is it's a cool concept like it's cool if if the nfl were on Madden like where it's right. a bunch it's a computer simulation where there's not hearts and minds involved but it doesn't work in the real life. Um, imagine, like, purposefully doing a shitty job at, at your work and, then like, hoping something good came from it. But anyways, all right, Alfonso had one last question. You get one final meal in your life. What are you eating?
2: Probably waffles.
1: <laughs> Dude, that is a great Chicken joy, and waffles.
2: That's, that's the... That is yeah, a great. That's both worlds for me. So Roscoe's chicken and waffles. There we go.
1: There you go. Um, I think mine would be a, a medium rare, uh, hard seared steak with a baked potato with everything on it: cheese, butter, cheese, sour cream, a little bit of bacon bits, bit of and bacon then maybe, bits. and then maybe like um, just some really really well cooked like seasoned broccoli. You know, just who, a, who asked that question? Uh, Alfonso Valdez.
2: Is Alfonso, like, going on – is he on death row or something? Like, why is he asking these, like, uh, questions like this, man?
1: (laughs) Aaron says Rob Rob won this one. Hey, I got nothing against chicken and waffles, man. I love waffles, too. But, yeah, of course I I love waffles. No, I like fried chicken, though. Yeah, and, dude, if if I couldn't pick waffles, it might be fried chicken. Like, fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, and hella buttery corn on the cob. I like right. the,
2: uh, the the mac and cheese, the baked mac and cheese as well.
1: So, well, kinda... It's got the crust on top? Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, all right, Brian Williams wants to know, since it's the 100th episode, what is the best Niner memory you have of all time? Crocker, lead us off.
2: The Terrell Owens catch.
1: Uh, against the, the Packers. The, the, the catch two?
2: Yeah. That, okay. that was probably – I mean, it was between that or um, – the comeback against the Giants, like, or the Vernon Davis, uh, that that whole scenario, that whole last three minutes of the playoff game against the Saints, there are a few, but I think because the the Terrell Owens catch was one of my first memories, I, I'd say I'd have to go with that one because I was just like, I just remember him dropping balls and down on himself, Jerry Rice fumbled, but then it wasn't a fumble, and then Steve Young stumbling, and then, you know, 49ers were struggling to beat the Packers during that, during that era, so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I just remember being like, oh, shit, he caught it, like, you know, and just kind <laughs> of going crazy. So he, caught out it. he caught it. But that Giants game, man, that Giants playoff game where Terrell Owens went crazy and 49ers were down big, but they came back and then it ended with the whole field goal thing and and he, they, they muffed it or dropped it and threw the ball and they were supposed to be passing the and then they were like, no, then, they, <laughs> then the game ended it was like, what the hell just happened? Like, that was crazy right. too.
1: right. Um, I'm going to go with the pick of the stick. Um, it was the last game at candlestick. I was there. I was on, I was like, like 30 rows up right. Even with the play on the visitor side of the field, um, because that game was so back and forth, the 49ers were such a better team, but the Falcons hung in, they kept going back and forth, scoring back and forth and no team could stop the other team. And so it was like bad timing. Like the Falcons were just going to be the last team to score And everybody in that stadium, which was so energetic, the whole game was like, that place was silent, you know, as the Falcons are just driving down the field and everybody's like, they're going to score and the 49ers going to lose. And this is going to suck ass. Cause that was also to just go to the playoffs too. And we're sitting there like, I'm not, I'm, I'm standing, but I got my, like my head down and I'm like, man, this is going to suck. I'm with my little brother, my dad and my best friend, um, and, it, and I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, you know, he throws that ball, and it, and it goes. And from my view, I didn't see it. Obviously, we've seen it a million times. We know what happened. But from my view, I saw him throw the ball, and then I just see Navarro Bowman just, boom, just take off. And, I'm, <laughs> and obviously, he's not going to run that way unless he's got the ball. And you see the whole Niners sideline. just And that place just went. Nuts! Like that was the loudest noise I've ever heard. Wow. I thought it was gonna collapse. Like, dude, because old ass candlestick last game there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you could feel everybody in the stadium. Like, dude, it went nuts, and we didn't even want to leave. We left the game. We went out to the car and tailgated, um, and and barbecued and did everything all over again. It was and that was a, a night lot game fun. too, right? Yep, yep. We were we were there till like midnight, and we drove home that night like three hours. So we didn't care. It was just, uh, it said. was nuts. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, All right. Back to, that's a great question, Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think Rob it. won
2: that one too, man. That was a great memory.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, dude, <laughs> you can't, can't beat the catch too. Yeah. Can't beat, I mean, that's yeah, up there. I, um, I watched watching it from my couch
2: though. You were actually watching the pick at the stadium. Yeah, 30 I yards I, we, 30, we paid three. 30,
1: I think we paid $300 a seat for that one. Oh wow! Uh, and we bought them like right when the schedule was announced. I was like, I was like, this is the last game at Candlestick. We're all gone. Nobody has a choice. And uh, and we all went. And it was it was just so much fun, man. Candlestick was such a piece of shit, <laughs> but it was cool, man. It was like it was like, yeah, but it's our piece of shit.
2: Well, There's a lot of so, people like Candlestick was better than Levi. It's like well, it's not a right. better stadium. You can't say that. Right. It was all it was weird and shape weird and like you're stadium. over here, but then like you're you're in like the corner of of like where the dugout is. It was all weird. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. It was that was nuts. Um, uh, Dante, why doesn't Kyle just go with CJ Beathard as his quarterback while Jimmy's out? He clearly doesn't want Mullins out there, and Kyle drafted Beathard in the freaking third round. Just pay play the man. Both backup quarterbacks should be on the roster next year. Look. Whoever's out there is the person that Kyle wants out there. Kyle's not gonna just decide that it shouldn't be Bethard for some other reason. If Mullins is out there, that's the person he wants out there. Like that's that's just the way. Better had now, his Mo- shot.
2: Bethard had his shot before to, Mullins started the shot. game. No, I mean j- this year. Right. Like, Bethard started the game and wasn't good. Or he came in. Did he start after the Dolphins game? Because he came in for Garoppolo after halftime. He played an entire half.
1: Did he get a start after that? I don't remember. I'm struggling. Yeah, I'm struggling No, but I mean, my my point being, like, whoever is out there is the person that Kyle Shanahan wants out there. Who he thinks is going to give
2: him the best chance to win.
1: Right. He's stubborn. And he's not going to just throw somebody out there for some weird political reasons. And the whole, like, drafting him in the third round thing, that's, to me, way overplayed. Like, it was the very very end of the 3rd round. The 49ers had a high 4th round pick and they gave up like a 6th round pick to just move up and so they can have him at the end of day 2. Like it wasn't like this like people talk about that pick like they were thought they were investing in the next franchise quarterback and right. they may have thought he had that upside but that's not where they picked Which him. Which
2: you could you know? see, like, you know, if somebody told you just off of traits, you could see how somebody might think that he has uh an upside right where he can be serviceable or maybe he sees some kirk cousins in him right because his arm is big enough he's definitely athletic enough you know right and he's so, kind of
1: he's pretty fearless
2: yeah he's fearless he's tough he can hang in there and you know like he just can't put it together consistently so that's where right. you know the, the the issues are so uh yeah, you know, you could see what he liked in him, but he, you know, he just didn't turn out to be that guy. But it wasn't like they invested a whole lot in him. He was a very, very late day, day two pick, like you said.
1: Right, and, and yeah, it was just yeah. Anyways, um, I don't think there's any any hidden motive there as far as the quarterback that Kyle Kyle thinks Kyle wants to play slash gives them the best chance to win. The whoever's out there is the quarterback he wants to play. All right. Um, Jed at Jed Genone. Janone, Man, I like you. I respect you, but don't you dare badmouth Taylor Swift and her music again. <laughs> Taylor Swift sucks. Yeah, that is the that is the most like I'm sorry. I just immediately started. Does yeah, she suck? I mean, you know, I Swift. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Like, I you know I don't listen to her, but I know I like the little video where she was holding well, up the, the note cards.
1: Yeah, she's oh, yeah, talented. I like, like, I like, she's obviously a good singer, but I just feel like every single one of her songs is made to be the next radio hit. They're all, like, super poppy. They The lyrics aren't in-depth. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's radio music. We are just trying to sell records. Like, dude, I'm a Tool fan, and if you read some of those lyrics, like, they are the most in-depth, like, some of the stuff I don't even understand type lyrics. So, like, whenever I, it's kind of like a curse. Whenever I hear a song, I'm always listening to the lyrics. And, um, you know, it's like when I hear a song where the lyrics are just so stupid, I'm like, man, I can't listen to this, turn this, turn this off. <laughs> like I can't do it. Like, so it's, it's, it's my, it's more my problem than, than anybody else's. It's not Taylor Swift's problem. She's doing just fine. Um, <laughs> also my question, you said any question, right? Do you say pain, adu chocolate or chocolatine? What the hell? Do you know what he's talking about? I don't I don't know what chocolate I don't I don't drink what's chocolatine is that like a drink? I'm going to copy and paste this.
2: <laughs> Somebody said Rob was team Kanye.
1: <laughs> oh, like I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, yeah, well yeah, Beyoncé's way better than Taylor Swift. I mean, yeah. her music isn't that much better. We run this mother. Anyways, um is he drastic? Jimmy G back from injury after the Rams game in time for one final push for the playoffs this year. P.S. Can I get a follow? <laughs> uh, I mean, no, but um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, that man that made me seem like a punk. I'm. I'm not trying to be mean. Um, I'll follow
2: him. You just gotta.
1: Have okay, tag me. Or yeah, me. I'll, I'll send him to you. I'll send it to you. Um, good cop, bad cop. Uh, Jimmy G back from injury after the Rams game. So one week after the bye week. No, I don't think so. He just got out of the boot. I don't think he'll be back in time for the out for that. Who's after the Rams. Is that the Cowboys? No,
2: I stopped looking at the schedule. No, they uh, don't play Cowboys till week 15.
1: Is that the bills after the Rams? Who's after the Rams? The 49ers are not going to rush Jimmy Garoppolo back out there again. (laughs) Uh yeah, it's, it's nice the Bills do. after the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's the Bills. Yeah, then Bills, Washington, Dallas, Arizona, Seattle. I mean, I would be really surprised if he made it out of there that quick. Um, but no, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, you know what? Hey, before we keep going, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors. We usually try and do it around like the 20 to 30 minute mark. We're at 36. So let's do this real quick. I'm gonna roll through this. Um, stick with us, guys. <laughs> First, we've got Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work. It's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed's here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with the more total visits than any other job site according to ComScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to help your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed Match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere, anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offers valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply football's back. It's in full swing with bet online. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get it on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE. It's all one word. Bet Online is your online sports books, experts. Boom. Let's go on camera, advertisements, let's roll. Okay, this one's for you, Crocker. Nina 48 wants to know, are there any updates regarding Peter the the bunny? And they'd be very appreciated.
2: Uh, Peter's doing fine. He was actually, you know, uh, Twitter just went to a story, you know, having little stories or
1: fleets or what do they call it? Fleets, yeah, fleets, Fleets. like a bunch of boats. Fleets. Okay,
2: um, so, you know, they got the fleets or whatever. He was my first and only post on there so far. So Uh, Peter's doing fine. I'm still terrified of him. I still don't trust him. I still sleep with one <laughs> eye open. But uh I guess he's he, he's fine. I still think he's just he's kind of playing some type of game though.
1: Um yeah, I mean he you just you need to keep your eye on him, bro. Like don't what he's hoping is that you become complacent and think right. he's think he's not up to anything and that's when that's when he gets. He's got you. Yeah. You know. That's when you wake up and he's just <laughs> sitting on your chest just staring at you and it's right. all over. It's over. Yeah, nah. but, um Young LA, how can the 49ers fix the interior line? A lot of people talk about Jimmy in the Super Bowl, but I feel like that was a problem and continues to be one. Uh I don't know, get good players. Uh I mean yeah,
2: I, I I would go I mean so you have to though. so typically guards you I mean unless you get like a Quentin Nelson or whatever, but typically people don't invest high draft picks in guards but Usually in that, like, round two to three range, you can grab one. So, I mean, I would try to shoot for one in that area, maybe a second-round pick. I know 49ers don't have a third round round this year. Um, but 49ers also need cornerbacks. They also need, you know, possibly a quarterback. So what are you what are you going to prioritize? And typically you're not going to prioritize guard, you know, over other needs, like if you need a quarterback or a cornerback or something like that. So – I think you just keep swinging. They, I know they went for McKivitz. Um, he was at fifth round, uh, and maybe try to get another one in that in that kind of range, and then hopefully you just get one that that plays well. Because I want to say it was who was it that just made a whole lot of money at right guard? Was it uh, Norwell? I think Norwell just made a ton of money. He was an undrafted guy, so you know guards you can you can get one, especially that's serviceable, but it seems like. Kyle these guys is you know eat a little bit more because they're just getting kind of thrown around. I mean, right, first
1: right.
2: and well, I saw McKivitz and I'm just like,
1: gosh, that's, <laughs> gosh, man. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, because Kyle Shanahan likes the uh, you know likes the athletic guards, but at the same time, that might mean that you're trying to go for somebody who's a little undersized and a little quicker. And then you might have the results of getting thrown around. So you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a trade off. Who knows, man? I mean, I'm not I'm not a big O line guy. I can't give you a solid answer on how the 49ers are going to fix that. But I mean, it's got to be a mix of obviously you want good players, but you got to try and keep that group together as as much as you can because continuity for an offensive line might be more important than like any other position group in the NFL because those guys talk back and forth so much and everything they do is kind of a blend of each other. And right now the 49ers are playing with a third-string center, you know, a guard who's starting there for his first year that was formerly on the AAF, you know, and and it's just uh, – even Trent Williams, who's playing fine, is this his first time on this offensive line. So it's – they just – right now they don't have a lot of chemistry together. And that's kind of like, you know, you got to get better players, but at the same time you want to make sure they have continuity with each other. It's It goes both ways. It's kind of a, you know – if, if creating a good offensive line was easy, then everybody would have one. <laughs> right. um, 49ers are not done yet. The most important question, Mayo or Miracle Whip? And why is it Miracle Whip? <laughs> what do you think, Croc? I, I don't eat either at all. You don't like Mayo? N- no. <laughs> I, I like Mayo. I don't have a problem with Mayo. Oh, okay. When I say I like mayo, it doesn't mean I'll just straight up put a spoon in mayo and, like, eat it. Eat no, nah, but you can eat it on a burger or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's it's solely there to, like, just kind of give your – it's like it doesn't have a ton of flavor. And it just gives you your – whatever you're eating, just a little bit of moisture. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you can super, super taste the mayo, then you're putting too much mayo on there. I don't know why I don't like
2: mayo. Uh, maybe some kind of something as a child, like traumatized me and I just can't, you know, cause when you have traumatic experiences, you kind of block those out.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Maybe
2: I had a traumatic experience with, with mayo, but I will not eat it. But the weird thing is I'll eat coleslaw. I'll eat uh macaroni or things with or, like mayo is like a key salad. ingredient. I'll eat, like, yeah. special sauces from places, you know, when I know it has mayo in it. But I won't eat straight mayo, like, on a sandwich or a burger. Like, literally. And when I say I won't eat it, like, if my wife brings me a burger from Wendy's and it has mayonnaise on it, I just won't eat that. I'll just eat my french fries. <laughs> and I don't
1: well, know I mean, why.
2: I'm... I got some kind of weird block going on. I don't know.
1: Hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, I've never been able to, like, drink eggnog, mm. which... And I think that's solely because the name is gross sounding. Like, <laughs> eggnog, like, why I mean, the hell would I, mean, I want to touch never
2: that? Had it with the like eggnog with the like alcohol in it.
1: I I, I might have had, but uh, you know I'm I, I don't touch it. <laughs> See, yeah, it's, I'm, Swaggy I'm,
2: Swaggy Jermaine, man, he gets me. Yeah, no no tomato.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't like mayo. And then the the McFlyle's with me. He said mayo is king. I don't think it's king, but I like it. Like. Uh, Carl's Jr. Spicy Chicken Sandwich. It's nothing but spicy chicken, tomato, lettuce, and then mayo. And I like it. Like I don't know, but anyways, um, with limited camp space. This is from Doug Funny. Oh, I love that show. Do 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 Yeah. With lim- I, one, of my, one of my good One of my friends back in the day He had a chin that was round Like he had no real chin <laughs> And then he had a super flat body So we just called him Doug <laughs> He was Doug <laughs> funny to us um, uh, With very limited cap space Who would you rather resign, sign Crocker uh, Jason Vrett or Richard Sherman But you can't have both uh, That is tough
2: yeah, I'm going to go with Verrett, but it's tough because of everything that Sherman brings from a leadership perspective and everything, and like a mentality, a mindset, but I, I just think in a sense of like what I would ask someone to do, I think Verrett, he's just a little younger, you know, a little more spry, um, you know, in his ability, but nah, no, that's really tough. That's really tough.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think I would go with the same, and because one, I'm a sucker I'm a sucker for an underdog story, man. And I want to see Jason Brett's story continue. You know, I want him to get paid a little bit more. I want him to put together another season. I want him to make the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, I, I just want to see his story continue. And, and I'm right there with you as Sherman. I think he's one of the most valuable players on the 49ers team right now, even while he's injured, just because he's such a presence and he's such a leader. Um, but, you know, at, at some point, things have got to give. And if one has to go. I think I'd keep Verrett just because yeah. I want to see that. that Someone story. in the
2: comments said, uh, sign Simon Verrett convinced Sherman to coach, but I don't think Sherman's going to coach. If no, he's going trying, in the I booth.
1: Yeah, I, I would yeah. go on TV. He's going to, and I think just listening to how Sherman talks, uh, I think he'll be great at it. Like, I think he'll be really, really good at it. He's very smart and he's very instinctual and he's very, you know, so he'll have insights just like, you know, kind of like Tony Romo has. So, he, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully he does do that. Uh, Ahmad Otala at Ahmad 80. Congrats on 100. Thanks, bro. Slay is doing Sala is doing cr- incredible things with what he has. And I believe he'll be a head coach next year. Do you guys think they'll bring in Dan Quinn to replace him? Who else would be in play? Oh man. I, I haven't done nearly enough research to know who's in play. Um, but I mean, Kyle's worked a lot with Dan Quinn. I don't know. It kind of makes yeah. sense. I, I'm not I, sure. Though. I can
2: see it. That would be weird. Right. Cause like, Dan Quinn was the head coach. Uh, Yeah, and they just kind of, you know, flopped. But, um, yeah, I mean, he has a scheme that Kyle likes. Typically, guys, it's hard to know, like, who's going to be a defensive coordinator. A lot of times there are younger guys that were, you know, are a position coach somewhere, and then they turn into a coordinator, kind of like what we saw with Robert Sala. So if you don't get a guy that's more of a retread, like a Dan Quinn, and it'll probably end up being somebody that we've never heard of.
1: You know what's cool, though, is when the 49ers hired Robert Sala, people were, like, totally like, what the hell? Like, who, why is this guy getting the job? And who is he? And he's worked out really well. Yeah, very well. You know you know what I mean? I think it's – and same thing with John Lynch. Everybody was totally on board with Kyle Shanahan. But the same thing with John Lynch. When they hired him, everybody was like, what the, the I hell? Think it- and sure, he's made some mistakes, but he's still – he's done a – Probably a lot better than people would have thought he did. Would have I, I think
2: it, it too it was a little weird because of what the forty nine ers were coming from. And remember they made this the the Lynch hire before the Kyle hire, you know. And I think a, the 49ers were kinda of, have been like a kind of a joke. And you went from right. Tom Sula and his sweaty Uh, you know, press conference and (laughs) farting or whatever he did. You go from that to Chip Kelly and that whole thing was a disaster. And then your first hire is John Lynch. And I think it just kind of came out off like, what? I know that was my reaction. I was like, John Lynch, the football player, like on TV. I was really confused, but I was just like, all right.
1: He wasn't a part of their interviews. They had a lot of good candidates lined up. He wasn't a name that had been mentioned. Like nobody had even heard anything about him. So when it was announced, it was everybody was like, what the hell? Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: you know, um, but I mean, things like you said, Salah was
2: just, you know, as much outside the box. And he's turned out out very, very
1: well. I know. I mean, I think I think he's proving just as much this year as he had in in years past. Like the defense is playing at a respectable level, despite losing half the freaking starters. So I mean I, I do I do agree with you and I think that he's gonna be a head coach next year because people are gonna look at what he did this season and how that group is still playing and they're gonna have a lot of respect
0: for that. Like
2: so. you said, you said, you know, how would you be if somebody was just like, Hey, Rob, um, you wanna go play in this game this weekend, but you you can't take your six best defensive players. Like you gotta sit all your uh, right. six best guys and right. just play them with whoever you can and just go out there and play. And you'd be like, what? How can I do that? But he's done a good job,
1: even with those circumstances. And that's and that's what he's done, man. That's what he's done. Um, Jamie, at J underscore Mittom, is Tack a starter from the get-go, assuming he passes his physical? Uh, no. No. no if, if anything, you know, I think he'll probably start relatively slow and get a few snaps, you know, on, like, obvious passing situations where all they have to tell him is, hey, go get the quarterback. Um, but no, I, I don't think he'll be a starter right out the gate. I don't even know if he'll ever be a starter. He'd probably just be a rotational pass rusher on like obvious passing downs. You know, it's not like they're paying him huge money. He's not like, there's no like onus to for the 49ers to make him a starter. Right. Um, he's just a good player that kind of fell into their lap. So we'll see. Um Sean at SR underscore 707. If the 49ers don't go QB in round one, are there any intriguing mid-round options, in your opinion, that are worth developing? Croc, that'd probably be more your question, bro. I mean, you uh, yeah,
2: I, I haven't looked into like mid-round guys. I mean, obviously, we know the kind of the consensus top five uh or six, but outside of that, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't know yet.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, I think most of the guys we've looked at, uh, like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, those are all still guys that are like probably first round picks at the yeah. very latest, early second, like kind of like a Derek Carr thing. So, see. you know, that, yeah, that's what I'm assuming too. Uh, I know that they announced it. Isn't, wasn't it Kyle Trask is going to be at the Senior Bowl?
2: Did they say that? that? I, I didn't see I I've been seeing Nagy post, you know, guys, but I, I haven't seen that. Yet. Right.
1: Let me see. I think he's going to be there, which is cool because you always get more, just more visuals on a player. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't see it right off the bat. So, I'll. All right, hey McFlay, I appreciate you being in here, man. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out. Um, uh, My big golden nuggets, cute. Let Sherman walk. Keep him and move him to safety.
2: I definitely would blame my safety.
1: If if he can if they can afford it and he will stay and he wants to stay and he doesn't try and wasn't want to get like a bigger contract elsewhere then then I would do everything I can to keep him that doesn't cripple your ability to get other players correct you know, like I agree if you're if you feel good about him then hell yeah man I think Richard Sherman at safety would be pretty cool he's always been a good tackler and a good hitter so he's not going to mind
2: really smart um, really good in space
1: yeah Jason know. Buckland. At Jason Buckland, how did you two end up doing this podcast together? Oh, that was the that was the question yeah. we started
2: with, right? Yeah, so we so we answered that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good question, Jason. I appreciate you letting us start off with that. Jenu um, um, first happy 100th episode. Giving it to bye week. Who do you guys rank at the top four Niner coaches of all time and the worst four of all time? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go with the top. I don't know if I'd be able to do the four worst. I mean, yeah, we'll
2: probably Chip do the Kelly. four worst: Chip Kelly, Nolan, Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula. Who is the um, one from Arizona State, did er- Erickson? Or
1: did- oh right, we're right. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Oh um, man, I I, I, I would it? have to look. Dennis, Dennis, I would have to look. Dennis Erickson. Or- it was something like that, right? Right. I can't remember. Or list of four, San Francisco 49ers head coaches. I'm cheating. I'm it was cheating. like
2: 2006, I want to say, or somewhere around there.
1: Dennis Erickson. Yep. Wow. He had, I don't he had that. Mike Nolan. He was he was decent. He was okay. Uh, he, I mean, he didn't do great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, my four best, though, uh, obviously, Bill Walsh is number one. Yeah. Um, who would be number two? You know who I really like a lot, and even though he didn't stay very long? I really like Steve Mariucci a lot. I, I like don't know.
2: Marucci, but I can't but have just, him over Seifert, though.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he were – yeah. So you got to go Bill Walsh, uh, George Seifert, Jim Harbaugh, Kyle Shanahan.
2: That, that would be – that really would be my order right there.
1: And even yeah, Harbaugh, I mean,
2: as weird as he was, man, I mean, three NFC championships and a Super Bowl appearance in four years. Like, that's right. – that, some elite shit right there.
1: Well, and he was, he, he took a roster that was that, you know, th- sure it was mostly constructed for him, but everybody else was not getting that out of them. Right. You know what I mean? He, he came in and immediately started right in, right out the get. They know and I love, I what you what are you gonna remember say?
2: They didn't have like a off season, a real off season or something like that. Right. Like, right. No, you know, no. Like, Cause the strike was that year. So, right, yeah.
1: and Alex Smith was like leading practices. Right. Um, and, but what I, that's one of the things I liked about Jim Harbaugh is he came in and even though Alex Smith had been drugged through the mud, Jim Harbaugh was like, nope, this is our guy. We are going to roll with him. And, and it worked like, dude, he worked out now. Obviously Alex Smith didn't have like the most amazing year or tenure, but he was solid and they won with him. And it was just cool to, to see him stick to his guns and actually kind of like prove himself right a little bit. Like, no, no, he's going to be good. Just watch, you know? And. He was a lot better than what we'd seen. Right. That, um, but that just shows you the power of, of a decent coach. You know, you get get things rolling. Um, he also said, P.S., what's up with all the Alex Smith slander earlier this week from Croc?"
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> that wasn't slander. You were just It wasn't slander. That, I just had like, to be
2: real for a second, right? Um, right. Alex Smith, the thought of Alex Smith with the 49ers is much better than what the reality of him was. Even in those in the in the playoff run, the one playoff run that he led, and I guess the next half year, you you could see like yeah, like I mean he's he's okay, like he's he's an okay starter, but they leaned heavily on the defense and run game, like they're you know heavily, like they didn't ask him to do much at all for ninety percent of those games, and somebody said kind of like Garoppolo last year, it was it was a lot like Garoppolo where. We're not asking a whole lot of you. At some point, we may need you. Please come through. But we you don't have to be that guy. You don't have to be some elite, you know, uh, Peyton Manning throwing the ball over all over the place or anything like that. It was just hand the ball off to Gore, throw the ball to Vernon Davis. Throw, <laughs> all the, right. ball, throw the ball to Crabby right. every once in a while. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't – and then it was like he was terrible on third downs. If they feel behind – it was it was so bad. Like I remember watching the the the, the Thanksgiving game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember Niners that vividly.
2: Went what nine straight wins at that time. They lost the first game of the season, I want to say, to the Cowboys, and then won like nine straight games and had the Thanksgiving game. And if you look at the score, it was a close game, but that was not how it felt. Like it felt like golly, like it's just over, and that was. That was the aspect of of having uh, Alex Smith at quarterback. He was he was solid enough to start and do well with that team in that roster, but he wasn't what people think of him as in their head.
1: Right. I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo has a bit more of a. He's a bit less of a game manager. A bit more of like a gunslinger. A, yeah. a little bit. And where Alex Smith was like the true definition of a game manager. Like, he didn't turn over the football rarely. He never turned over the football. But they also almost never took big shots. They never really – he never took risks. You know, so that's why – you know. so it goes into that. But I respect Alex Smith. Obviously, I love what he's doing right now. But you were just talking about how – I mean, Alex Smith was a good quarterback. At one time, Colin Kaepernick was taking the league by storm. Nobody – had any idea what to do with that guy you know he was just dicing people up left and right so you know i'll never forget that run against the packers where like just nobody realized he still had the ball and he just burned everybody for like 50 yards
2: the the rant kind of came from somebody saying that alex smith was a more successful quarterback right
1: yeah that's where it originated from.
2: and i'm like more successful in in what way because he didn't eat more
1: like he didn't no, he just that. stayed in the league longer, and obviously there's plenty of other things that went into that. Right. So you know. So, um, but yeah. So that, I mean, that's a good. That's it's a good conversation to have. I, I, obviously, you can say one is better than the other without disrespecting the other. But I do think that Colin Kaepernick accomplished more in a shorter period of time. Um, and then he said, "P.S.S. Ham over turkey every day." <laughs> I agree. Easy. Correct. Um, and then we have to at least bring this tweet by Carter up, you know, cause he said, does this obvious electrical, electric sexual tension between you two ever get in the way of the product? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, man. I mean, Hey, we just, we vibe well together. That's all. That's all we're, it's all we're saying there. Um, Montana, what big money free agent signings are or were the worst in the John Lynch era thus far? Um, I know Malcolm Smith's up there for me. That might be the worst. So I've seen people like,
2: okay, that first year, the 49ers had so much cap space. And I, that, that is the worst. They had to overpay he, he's, everybody. Sorry, he's the but they were just trying to, can we get guys in that kind of understand what we want to do and try to build our roster off of that. And I don't think it was so much. I think they did want to be obviously competitive. But I don't think they were expecting these guys to just like, we're going to hit the ground running and take the league by storm. It was we got to get some guys here. People don't really want to come here. We got to overpay some guys. And let's go with some guys that we know, and they can help implement the system of how we want to run it. And that was kind of how I took it. Right. But,
1: yeah, he, wasn't, mean, yeah was just... he, was,
2: he was the worst. He was the worst signing because he barely played. <laughs> so it was like, we're trying to do all that, but it's like, damn, you don't even play, you're not even on the field.
1: Right. And I guess you could say the same thing for D Ford because he's, you know, he, yeah. he's he's been struggling. Yeah. Um, Quan Alexander played, you know. Quan Alexander played a he lot. He missed a good so, amount of time too, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he uh, but I mean, games last year, and then he missed a bunch of games this year. He did. I mean, he played, but I would. I kind of want to give that one a little bit of a pass because he had such an impact from like a cultural standpoint. Yeah, you know, kind of like a leadership. You know, it was obvious why they brought him in. Uh, he just wasn't able to stay healthy, and that's a risk. You know, they they have taken risks on injury guys and, and it hasn't paid out paid off so far. Um, um, okay. Uh, Hamish Hamish Hamish, um, says congrats on the 100th episode. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. He's got two questions. Croc. Would you throw some money at JC Jackson? He's a restricted free agent baller playmaker.
2: Yes. Now it's tough. It's tricky because cornerbacks, man, they get paid a lot of money. And somebody like J.C. Jackson, who has six interceptions in 10 games right now, um, he's going to be attracting a lot of teams. And he's coming from a scheme where he's not as – it's not like the 49ers scheme. And, you know, uh, Patriots play a lot of – they do play some quarters. They also play a lot of uh, two-man. And the 49ers don't do a whole lot of that. But he would – I still strongly believe he would do well in the 49ers scheme. It's just – the money aspect of it all.
1: Right. Because if he's a restricted free agent, it's not just going to be money. They're going to have to um, offer him a contract that the other team's not, excuse me, he's on the Patriots, isn't he? Yep. Okay. And he's the one that they were just talking about because they didn't put him in for the pro bowl or something. He's going to be a free agent in the year. Right. So not only would they have to offer him a contract that the Patriots would be unwilling to match. But then once the Patriots don't match him, depending on the tender that they put on his on him as a restricted free agent, um, the 49ers would also have to gi- give up a draft pick. And they don't have a third-round pick. Um, so I believe that would mean it would be upgraded to a second-round pick. So you're giving up picks and the money to sign him? Like, that's tough to do. You know, that's, it's, it's tough for a team in the 49ers position to do. Um, but, I mean, good players are good players. In a perfect world, I think our healthy team is the best in the NFC this year. No team sticks out. Everyone has flaws. Our team plus coaches are next level. If the 49ers were 95% healthy, kind of like they were last year, I think they'd be kicking the shit out of everybody. Like, I think they would be messing people up just as bad as they were messing people up last year. It's just that ain't how it is. I don't know, Crockett. Do I seem, like, too optimistic about what they'd be doing if they were healthy?
2: Nah, they'd be – Really good. I mean, they're hanging around in games right now with, you know, n- in not ideal situations. So,
1: right, yeah, I believe. Okay, last question on my thread, and then we'll go to the ones because I know some people were leaving some on you. We'll go to those after this. Um, what do you uh, uh, sec at Skiles Davis Jr.? What do you what do you two believe the 49ers do with their second secondary next year? Does Sherman move to safety? Does uh, 49ers resign sign Verrett, then draft a cornerback in the third or fourth round. They don't have a third-round pick. Um, what about Mosley and Williams? So many questions about the situation. Uh, I guess I'll take a stab at it first. Um, I think, I mean, if I could get Sherman to play safety for a little bit cheaper, I would do it. But I, if I'm predicting it, I think Sherman goes. I think they re-sign uh, Jason Verrett. I think they re-sign Kaywon Williams. And uh, isn't, is Mosley a restricted free agent? Restricted. Yeah, and I would just put whatever tender they wanted on him, you know, because he's a starter. I mean, he he may he's he's had his he's taken his lumps, but he's still a competent NFL quarterback. And then, yes, I would also try and draft him within the first like two rounds if I could, if it matched up, if the value was right. What do you think, dude?
2: Yeah, no, I'm thinking along the same lines. Um, I I probably would let Tart walk, but I'd be okay with having yeah. you know some combination of. Ward Harris and Tarverius Moore um as safety and I kind yep. of go with that, you know, add a, a draft pick, a late guy, maybe Maiden from Alabama, the guy who's a rookie right now has been developing um in a backup type spot. Maybe bring back Jonathan Cyprian on a veteran league minimum. So, you know, I probably go with something along those lines.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, so now we're on the last little set of questions, the one that are on that are one that's on uh, your little thread. Uh, this one's from Tom Ando, uh, big friend of the pod. He's always, he was always hitting us up after the pod, laughing at the stuff we say. Um, would you, he asked, would you rather be invisible or be able to fly?
2: Invisible.
1: Why? Cause I'm robbing banks and all that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say so I could walk my ass and go bank and then you'll just see a floating bag of money and i'm out yep, i'm out <laughs> um i think i would honestly choose flying because i mean maybe I, if i were invisible maybe i'd rob a bank too but i i mean it's tough from i don't know if I, I have the being invisible
2: or sneaking huh? into a game i'd sneak into like a
1: right i mean you could go stuff. to every game you ever wanted to go to you could go to every super bowl you could go to uh, you could go stand on the sideline and just <laughs> right you,
2: know, you could, okay, you could be anywhere that works, but flying yeah nah
1: I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be invisible, but I mean, you could always just hover above the game and just f- chill if you could fly. But uh, I just think flying—I think invisible—is the most practical for like a successful life. Like the amount of stuff you could get done would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but flying would just be so cool. Like you know, everybody wants to fly like Superman, and you know, you could make it to Disneyland. Depends on how fast you can fly. Maybe you could make it to Disneyland in like ten minutes because you just fly there. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, everything. They're I said, both
2: I cool, boys.
1: Like illegal. So, you know, flying. Right, right. I'm just like, I want to have fun. This is cool. Croc's like, yeah. I want to get money. I want to break into places. He's like, let's go. Someone said, but, oh,
2: hey, my, my dog, uh, he said, we got to get Croc a better camera. I have a, my camera's fine. My lighting, camera's my lighting sucks.
1: And, and it's probably has a lot to do with upload speed. Like depending, you know how it always takes your podcast longer to upload than mine when we're done. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, you know, you have to upload your video into the internet. So that, that could be why. Um, but it's no big deal. We know, we know who's there. And it focuses up every now and then. Um, the real use go, did I miss anything about Peter? Yeah. He said Peter and him are on better terms. Uh, but he's still suspicious. Um, <laughs> All right, so we'll keep we'll keep rolling. Uh, uh, Richard McIntosh wants to know, do you think Sala is gone after this year? Um, we kind of already talked about that, so uh, hopefully you heard all that. Um, if so, is there someone that is currently on the staff that could be promoted? Um, I don't know. I, I've never really thought about that. Is there anybody that's really doing the damn thing? I mean, I know they think really highly about... Their linebacker coach, I'm not I'm not really Nick sure Ryan. if he is right. Yeah, I mean he's a former player, he was really good too. Uh, I'm not sure if he's like a, a a coordinator candidate, though. Uh I don't know. Usually I don't, you those, know, they, usually those front guys like uh Chris
2: linebackers because linebackers they understand the coverage behind them and they understand fronts. It's true. Like, it's true. Secondary guys like myself, we typically don't know the fronts. We just kind of stick to, like, coverage. So a lot of times you do see, like, guys that are, like, linebackers end up being, you know, solid coordinators because they understand how the entire defense works together.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I know, like, I think D'Amico Ryans is, like, a pretty sought-after coach, too. Like, I know that other teams have been after him. So we'll see. I mean, there's that could be somebody. Uh, Rick Powell, at Rick Powell. Um, hey, Crocker Man, I assume we'll bring back Mosley next year. Do you think we'll also bring back Sherm and Verrett? I, I do would you,
2: if I had to choose between the two, I, I'd pick for it.
1: Yeah, same, same. Alex at Thickless Cage. <laughs> that's funny. Thickless cage instead of Nickel. Never mind. Um, assuming the 49ers won't be top ten in the draft order, should they trade up to draft to QB, even if it's to sit behind Jimmy Furrier? Say like what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. Uh my answer is yes, emphatically. Like, I do don't, don't think they would keep Jimmy G in that situation, though. Because of how much money he's due and how much that would help them keep the team together, but if if they do decide to keep him, then yes, I'm still going after.
2: The thing I'm about still going Jimmy, after a quarterback, yeah, the thing about Jimmy G is you have to make a decision on him. If if, if going all in on a qu- quarterback in the draft is going to be your thing, then you gotta you have to make a decision on Jimmy G before free agency starts. Because, because
1: yeah, because they're going to try and yeah, right.
2: You you're, you're going to want to use some of that money to build around your young quarterback.
1: Right, and they might try to trade him if a team is willing to pick up that contract. He has to
2: agree with that. Did you see that he has some kind of no trade clause in his contract?
1: No, I didn't see that. I yeah, didn't see that.
2: today. I think it was Albert Greer that uh, posted it. He has a no Greer. trade clause for the t- 2021 season. So if wow. they are going to trade him, he has to he has to agree with the destination.
1: Interesting, interesting. So Patriots, Patriots, it is <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Uh, Patrick Heilig at Kurtz 49. Are we going to start CJ after the bye to figure out who the best backup for Zach? Yeah, are we going to start CJ after the bye to figure out the best backup for Zach Wilson?
2: <laughs> Shoes, man. I, 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 I don't, I'd be looking for another backup too. I mean, right, I, I don't I think Mullins is a good backup in short span. Like, if oh man, my ankle hurts, I can't finish this game, and Mullins has to come in. I think you're fine there, but it's. When you got to start playing a little bit more than that. It starts getting
1: even. Yeah,
2: we've been, been seeing it. I might um, try to go how the Redskins did uh, with RG three, and then drafting Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. You know, do something like that, where you know, bringing some guys that you know maybe maybe should be better than what you've seen over the last four years from those two guys.
1: Right. Yeah. I. I mean, to to me personally, I don't really care what they do with CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins because they're not starting material. They are backups at best. So do whatever you want with them. Start whoever you want, just as long as you don't think that there's anything to do with being a starter. Right. You know, Um, Matthew Perkins at Giants fan 284035. Think there is a chance that the Niners give Josh Johnson a start who is on the practice squad currently. I don't really think so. I can't see it happening. I I don't think that would make much sense from a team perspective. Like, hey, we've got Nick Bowens; he's not doing too well. Uh, then we have C.J. Beathard. That's who would go in, and then you're promoting Josh Johnson over both of them to start him, even though they know exactly who Josh Johnson is at this point. I don't. Man. I don't. I don't think so, Croc. This is for you. Total Niners at Total Niners. What's your favorite restaurant in Stockton?
2: Uh. Oh, um, damn, I haven't even been going that long and I already forgot the name of it, but uh, it's a, it's a fish. It's a fried fried food uh, place off of um, Bianchi over by fried seafood. Yeah. Like they have like catfish and stuff like that. It's overall Bianchi over near townhomes.
1: Oh, uh, raised chicken and fish. Yes. 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 (laughs) I am so so fucking good at Google. Let's go.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they got chicken and waffles. And it is
1: on that. Bianchi, nine three nine East Bianchi. Yeah, that's in
2: the hood. So, you know Hey, but...
1: most of the good food usually is. <laughs> Not that I know anything about the hood, but I spent a lot of time in El Paso and I've been to the wrong parts of San Jose plenty of times. Yeah. And that was some good food.
2: Yeah. So you know? yeah, over there all oh, Bianchi right there is across from town home. So you know, but um, yeah, he has some that's that's probably my favorite place to go.
1: Nice, man. I'm glad we made me,
2: uh, pack on some quarantine. weight for sure.
1: <laughs> oh man. Me too, bro. Me too. But that, I blame that on DoorDash. I didn't even have to uh, get out of, I didn't even have to get off the couch for my food. Yeah. Um, all right. Jason B and black solutions, Mr. Roscoe's, uh, they both asked, do they do, do you think they signed tack to a two-year deal and talk to us about tack? Um, I one don't year, you know. You mean like well, after
2: finish out this year? And then I think, you know, if you like what you see, I think next year you you extend him one year.
1: Right. I think they're in a good position with Tack. If he comes out and he's able to get on the field, he's able to play, he's healthy. They could probably get him for relatively cheap for a one year deal. Um, but if they if he hits free agency and signs a two year deal with somebody else, then at least that kind of goes into their comp pick formula, I think. So um, you know. It, it, to me, it could go either way. Um, but I wouldn't sign him to a two-year deal unless he comes out and just lights it up. Like, hey, I'm home. I have all this uh, California energy. Let's go. And he just gets like five, six sacks to close <laughs> out the season. Then, right. I mean, maybe you're just like, hell yeah, let's go. Um, uh, all right. So, that I mean, that's it for our questions on Twitter. I mean, we've got a couple chilling in the chat. Do we still have Parnell Motley? And if so, I'd rather have him activated instead of Dante Johnson. Man, 49ers fans hate Dante Johnson. Yeah,
2: well, Molly is on the on the practice squad. Now, Dante right. Johnson, I will say this. Last game I was watching the Saints game, he was out there quite a bit. It was some kind of Lion like third, injured too. third safety role or whatever this, this past game. Um, at one point, the 49ers had a ton of DBs on the field. They had obviously the two uh, corners, Verrett and, and Mosley on the field. But then they had uh, Jamar Taylor. Jimmy Ward, Marcel Harris, who was playing, like, some type of linebacker position, I think, and uh, Tarverius Moore, like, they, and and Dante Johnson. Like, they had a bunch of defensive backs on the field at different parts of that game, and Dante Johnson was one of them. And you guys didn't notice him. And if you don't notice him, that's a good thing, right? (laughs) Right. I I I didn't see anyone bring his name up, like, oh, man, what the hell is Dante Johnson doing? So, you know, whatever role they had him in, which was, it looked like some type of safety type role, um, I'd have to go back and look, but
1: I think he was. Yeah, they were playing like a bunch of different like dime packages and stuff. that had like Marcel Harris at linebacker, and you know, like like they, it was all over the place. I yeah. wish I would have paid more attention to it.
2: I noticed um, it late. Like I, I mean, I would see one on the field, and I wouldn't see Marcel Harris, and then I look, and I see Dante Johnson, and I see. I was like, "Damn, man, I'm playing a lot uh-huh. of different backs right now."
1: Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, let's. We'll at least. We'll, we'll let's wrap up the podcast. We might stay live for a couple minutes afterwards, but for everybody listening on Striking Gold right now, um, like I said, we did this whole thing live also on on stream StreamYard. But as always, I appreciate you guys for being on the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Like I said, hundred episodes. This is our hundredth episode, and we would not even be to this point if you guys weren't tuning in here and listening, uh, and and hitting us up on Twitter, and and just making it super enjoyable and fun, and obviously successful. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, I I wouldn't can't even put that into words. How much I appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, for helping us get to 100 episodes. And, and like you heard in some of the the questions, here's to 100 more of them. Cheers. Appreciate you. But for another night, this is striking gold. Signing out. Peace.